Sports Charlotte is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to Sports Charlotte, the podcast about sports in Charlotte. My name is Herb White, and with us, as usual, is our co-presenter, Ashley Mahoney. Hello, Ashley. Hello. Welcome back. Happy holidays. Happy 2020. Happy first episode of 2020. And we are talking the annual Charlotte Soccer Gala. And joining us this morning is organizer Luke Williams. Luke, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's good to be here. And it is always a pleasure having you. We can call you a veteran of the podcast now. You know, it's it's been a couple yes. times we've done yes. this and... What is different about this year's gala? Well, we're um, I mean, we're excited about this year. Every year, it's um, we've tried our best to keep it the same theme as just celebrating the you know all that's going on in, in the city of Charlotte um, with the game of soccer. Um, so, in that sense, it's still doing what we originally set out to do. But then, as far as what's new coming up, is it's it's certainly grown over the years. Um, we've each year we've grown little by little as far as just attendance goes, as far as um, different teams and clubs and or individuals that are involved in it. And um, and this this year we're especially you know every year we have a speaker, a keynote speaker. Um, and this year we're especially excited with um, to have uh, Tom Glick as our as our as our keynote speaker this year. Um, so and he's the president of Tepper Sports Entertainment, president of the Panthers, and also um, one of the key individuals. Um, in bringing the MLS to Charlotte. So we're really excited to hear from him about you know all that's going on. Now, take us back to the inaugural gala. How many people would you say were at that one? So, yeah, the inaugural about eight years ago. Um, I would say we actually had a pretty good showing for the first year. I think we had around um, 150 or so. I think if I, if I can remember that far back, I think it was around 150. Um, and then last year was our biggest one. We were about 275, close to 300 um, people in attendance. So, um, so yeah, it's been, you know, slowly but surely, you know, progressing and, and growing throughout the community. And that seems to be quite a reflection of, you know, the game's growth, the city's growth, you know, the growth of the area, period. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you will be giving out 17 awards this coming Friday. Uh, yes, no, that is that is correct, and uh, I, actually, you know what? I think we bumped it up uh, no more. I think we're at twenty awards. Twenty awards, um, all this, right? Yeah, so we had, we added we added a couple um, from last year. One of them is a uh, we always have a community award, um, which is more so focused on an individual or a small group of individuals that have kind of used the game of soccer as a platform to better the community, to do some outreach work or something along those lines. And so we still have that this year. And then we also have a team community award, um, which will be given out to um, a high school team that has um, again used, used soccer, but you've done it as a whole team um, mm-hmm. to really go out into the community um, and, and reach out to different organizations and kind of offer their services as a, as a team. So that's one of the awards you know, we've added this year. And then a couple other individual um, awards that um, we didn't have last year. So um, some different Defender of the Year awards and other different um, player awards. So it's, yeah, it's exciting. So did you have, is this more of a Mecklenburg County type of gala or is it the Charlotte Metro Market? Yeah, it's the Metro Market. Um, yeah, we have teams from all over. We actually have, uh, 
uh, a coach and a player from East Lincoln um, who's going to be, uh, they'll be in attendance. Um, we have, uh, you know, Marvin Ridge and, and some uh, Porter Ridge players uh, from Chattanooga County. And, um, we got, you know, up in the kind of Lake Norman area and Mooresville area too. So it kind of stretches, you know, all kind of the a greater Charlotte area is kind of our goal to cover, you know, that area as much as we're, as we're able to. That's a vast area for sure, especially when you're talking about eight years. And at the time, the Eagles were the USL club in the area. Mm-hmm. Fast forward a couple of years and you yeah. have the independents. You've got other organizations that have come in throughout the years. The merger of Charlotte United, CSA, all of that. And mm-hmm. now... Just a couple weeks ago, ending 2019 on a fairly big uh, bang, I guess you could say, yeah. bringing MLS here. Yeah. What's the yeah. evolution of the professional game, and how does that impact you know local kids? Whether you're talking club kids, high school, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I think as you guys know, there's certainly a buzz now um, around Charlotte soccer world with the MLS team coming and. Um, you know, still some questions to be answered about, um, from a club standpoint, what they're going to do as far as having an academy or not, or partnered with different clubs. But I think just in general, just bringing that team to Charlotte, I think is going to be a, a huge positive for, you know, just the grassroots and local, um, you know, soccer scene. I've actually spoke to uh, Tom a little bit about this gala to talk to other individuals that are involved in bringing the team to Charlotte. And I know that one of their main goals is um, to really reach out to the community and start from a grassroots level of how can they partner with organizations? How can they reach out to different, you know, whether it be clubs or organizations to really grow that, you know, kind of club lower level grassroots and on up into, you know, an academy type of setup to where, it's reaching out all the community in Charlotte and they're not just, you know, pinpointing one, you know, one area or one, you know, section of players. And so I think that in and of itself will be good just to hear, hear from hearing them is nice to, um, to, you know, they know they're thinking about, you know, how can we really be an impact and how can we grow the game of soccer in Charlotte and not just be a pro team coming in and, you know, wanting to, you know, just win from the top, but it's certainly that's their goal, but it's nice to hear that they're really looking to, you know, figure out ways that they can grow, you know, club soccer, recreational soccer, um, you know, in all areas of Charlotte too, and not just one area. So I think that, um, I think that would be the biggest key. And then obviously just players, you know, being able to go to games and look up to the professional players and I'm sure there'll be different, you know, areas where they can meet them around the city. And, and I think that would just create a really nice buzz, um, you know, whether it's a, seven or eight year old soccer player or a you know, seventeen or eighteen year old player, you know, going to college, I think it's um, it'll just create that excitement for the game of soccer in Charlotte, which I think will be really cool. And you've played professionally, so you've seen kind of the the other side for those who've said, Yeah, sure, you know, I'm a fan of the game or maybe I played the game in high mm-hmm. school or whatever the case may be. But to see it from both sides, what's the biggest difference in terms of aside from the obviously MLS is the highest level in the country versus, you know, USL, formerly NASL, all the other mm-hmm. lower level leagues, if you will. What's the difference between the leagues? The way is that, that you're, it, uh, uh, really yeah. the way that it interacts on that community level of saying, you know, the independence oh, yeah, has been yeah. here, the Eagles kind of had their niche or have their niche here. But there seems sure, to sure. be, at least in Charlotte, this element of if it's not the highest level, people may may or may not right. necessarily care. Yeah, no, no, great. Yeah, I, I think 
certainly just with the MLS um, poll of that being the highest level, I think that automatically comes with some credibility and um, it's you know, families, more general uh, soccer fan, um, you know, fans and families will be a little bit more apt to, you know, either go to their games or to respond to their um, events or, or something along those lines. Um, so I think that is a big difference. Just the fact that they are the top, you know, league in, in, in the U S um, and then I think it's just over time. I think that just soccer has grown so much in Charlotte that, which is, I know one of the reasons why, you know, David Tepper was so keen to bring a team here because yeah, I think he saw, um, you know, what, what Charlotte was doing with soccer. And um, so I think now that we've reached a point where it's really a very popular sport, you know, it always has been, but I think it's just grown so much over the past probably five or six years um, that it's really um, taken off. And so I think that they're, you know, jumping on that momentum. Um, and then I think just their, with their resources that they have as a full professional or as the top professional um, you know, club, I think will be really helpful that they'll really be able to reach out to the community. I know that that's always been a bit of an issue with some of the lower level teams is they really want to reach out and they want to get out in the community, but it's, you know, they don't have the full resources and, and, um, you know, means to really have either enough staff or enough just, uh, bandwidth to be able to do as much as they want to do in the community. I know that was always a bit of an issue whenever I was with the Eagles is we did a lot in the community, but we couldn't um, be everywhere all the time and we didn't have enough staff or anyone to do all that. So I think just the fact that they'll have more of those resources at their disposal, I think will be really helpful as well too. And, you know, if they're playing downtown and Bank of America, which I think will also be a huge um, thing, I think it's hard for the independents and other teams and they play kind of up, not in the center of the city. I think that, I think that's certainly I don't know if that's a huge reason why, but I know that is part of it, that it's not centered and it's not in a um, a big stadium and stuff like that. So I think that will really be helpful for them to be kind of right smack dab in the middle of the city. You have uh, obviously eight years of history in terms of outreach and, and things of that nature with, with the local mm-hmm. Charlotte uh, soccer community. When you look at how the gala has grown, has that taken up more of attack of you're doing more outreach or is the word of mouth so good now that just people are gravitating more to the gala? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, it's certainly word of mouth has just over the years, um, it's helped us a lot. And, and now that coaches, um, are, they kind of know who we are and what we're doing. We're not just, you know, this actually, a it's a, it's a well-planned event and, and it really means a lot to the community. So they're, they're a little bit more apt to respond um, to us when we reach out to them, but also to, you know, to families and parents and players who, um, who are, are asking about them, asking them about the gala. And so that the word of mouth has certainly helped. And, but I think as far as outreach go, I mean, this is, this will be, you know, the eighth year of the gala and the seventh year we've partnered with special Olympics. And so um, we always, we give it, we donate a portion of the, all the proceeds that come into their program. And, you know, we have a couple of their athletes always attend and they share about what, um, the, the, the donation means and also just what they're doing throughout the year. And that's always a, a favorite part uh, of a lot of people at the gala just to hear from them and hear what's going on um, and hear how, you know, events like this can really help them progress their, um, you know, their meets and their athletics and, and, you know, what they're doing in the community as well. And then uh, things like the team community award and the, and the community award that we, that we hand out, I think really help kind of get the word out that it's, Although it is a soccer awards, you know, gala, and we're recognizing some excellence in soccer, but it's also 
um, proving to the community or showing the community that you, know, you can really use soccer as a really great platform to do a lot of good things in your community. And so that's kind of our goal is, you know, to not only recognize the players that deserve it, but then also really, you know, hopefully let people know that soccer is such a great sport and such a great tool for them to, to really do some great things, you know, in their community, you know, with, with organizations that are always willing to, um, you know, work with people um, like young soccer players that have a lot of energy and have a lot to give. So, yeah. You touched on the community aspect and just having more resources at the MLS level versus Eagles independence mm-hmm. and so forth. And particularly, you know, the Eagles and that hub of really doing a bulk of their work in East Charlotte and working with refugees mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. But there yeah. seems to be you have the north part of Charlotte, you have Huff, North Mech, et cetera, and a very strong Lake Norman area pole, i.e. Elliot Panico and the success that he had playing for the 49ers and potentially, you know, getting sure. drafted or playing at the next level, things like that. And then you have the South uh-huh. Charlotte pole and kind of the work that's being done by the Eagles on the east side and the forgotten west side. Do you think that yeah. will be different in the coming years with the infiltration of MLS? Um, I, I hope so. I, I, I do. Um, I don't know for sure, but I, I hope that, again, just with the people that I've talked to that are that are pretty close to that organization that mm-hmm. kind of and and seems like they um, at least are initially in the plans of what's you know kind of their goals is they, that's that is one of their main goals with um, even talking to Tom. Um, about the Tom Glick, about the team coming, mm-hmm. is is they're spending this next year and a half um, certainly building their team up and figuring that side out. But then also one of their number one goals is is how are they going to be in the community and all around the community and not just kind of pinhole themselves to one area of the city or one section or or you know one group of people or whatever. So um, I know that I've heard that from several different people. So it, it seems like that is a, a really you know, a goal of theirs of, of, of from David Tepper on down, um, you know, they've, that's kind of one of their main uh, starting points is, you know, what, what people do we need to talk to you, what organizations do we need to connect with to make sure that we're kind of infiltrated um, to all the different communities in Charlotte. And then again, with one of their top priorities being how can we, how can we better the game of soccer from any level, all levels, all across the city, um, you know, to, to help us grow as, as an MLS franchise and help the city grow as soccer. So I would say, I would say that, you know, from what I've heard, it's certainly going to be, um, a nice, a nice thing to have them here as far as the game of soccer goes. And, and definitely as far as the development of the game in the city goes, I think it'll be really helpful um, to have them here. Especially in our last episode of Sports Charlotte, we were talking with Councilman James Mitchell, and he touched on his alma mater of West Charlotte and how this is a franchise owner who has not only you know, knowledge of schools like that, but when West Charlotte was trying to get up to play the you know, state title game for basketball, yeah. called Councilman Mitchell up and said, stop trying to raise funds for this, don't tell anyone about it, but I'm going to flip the entire bill, just send me the receipts. And, you know, just someone who has... Huh kind of that background in terms of, hey, I know what it's like to be a kid who doesn't necessarily have the means or have a backing that can really do it. So do you think that that may or may not make a difference? We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm excited about everything coming up. It's going to be, hopefully it'll be a fun year to see how everything evolves and and develops. During your playing days, did you ever imagine the game growing to this scale in Charlotte? 
You know, I, 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 I think I kind of did. I think it was more of just, I hoped that it would. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know if it was actually going to happen or not. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm a little bit jealous that it, they didn't do this, you know, seven or eight years ago, yep. whenever I could have maybe hopped on. <laughs> um, but, uh, it, you know, it's just, uh, and even just having, you know, like with the Eagles and Independence and having that, the Matthew Sports Flex to play at, you know, and little stadiums like that, I think, I, even though I know that it's not in the center of the city and sometimes, they, you know, they struggle to get some people there, I think even just the involvement of that, even have different stadiums, and I know the league, the USL too, or the USL has grown so much with a lot of their teams developing and having their own stadiums and getting really great fan bases. And, um, it, so I, yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I love the way it's going. Um, and I do somewhat wish that it happened a little while ago when I could have been a part, but I'm happy to be, you know, part of the role that I'm playing now. And it's fun. It really, really fun to see the, the game develop. And I'm excited. I have two young boys, um, too. And so I'm, I'm super excited to, you know, get some tickets to the game and, you know, hopefully start up being in attendance as much as I can with them and, you know, and just really start to support the team. I think it, it, it'll be fun. Now, when you were playing for the Eagles, which venue were you playing at at the time? Oh, we played probably a couple different ones. Our main one when I was there was Charlotte Christian okay. School. That, that was our main, that's probably the place I played the most home games at, but we went, uh, we did a little bit of, Waddell High School, that was way back. That was right when I came. Uh, that wasn't very much, or at least when I was here. But the other thing I want to say was uh, Charlotte Christian, some some at Charlotte Latin, um, if we could ever get on there with the nice grass field they have. Um, but, yeah, I would say majority of my games were all at Charlotte Christian. So that beautiful turf field, some uh, some lovely turf burning. Yes, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. And, and back in, until the last year I was playing, they actually had the old turf. Um, and oh, so gosh. it was even 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 worse than what it is. I mean, now they've resurfaced it. It's a nice nicer turf, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So those were yeah, those were definitely the days. Oh yeah, that's a one of those games yeah. where you're like, do not slide tackle whatever you do. It's, it's exactly. not worth it. And if you do, make sure your socks are covering your knees. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, lots of different lots of different burns and scrapes um, on my legs from that. That's oh, for yes. sure. Yes, I have a couple scars mm-hmm. on my knees from playing at Queens on their beautiful turf field. and Oh, yeah. Uh, it's one of those moments like, why? It was yeah. such a great idea oh, at the yeah. time, but did it, really, yeah. did it really need to slide just then? No, probably not. That's probably right. not. Exactly. That's right. Actually, Queens was actually the other probably field that we played on besides Charlotte Christian. I think one season I was there, we played at Queens for most of our home games. So, yes, fun, all fun times around. Oh, especially in that July heat when the turf is just radiating oh, everything back off it, and God forbid you're wearing black cleats that particular match, and oh, <laughs> Who, who needs to be yeah, able to kill so your toes? Nice and toasty. So it's all yeah. nice and warm. <laughs> so it's so bad. So right. bad. Well, Luke, yeah. tell us how people can get involved or purchase tickets or just find out more about the gala coming up this Friday. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, the best way is our website is charlottetalkergala.com, and all the information is on there. There's just – it's pretty easy to navigate. There's, there's certainly a ticket uh, button right at the top where if you want to get tickets, you can – um, go on there, and um, we have adult tickets and student tickets. And um, I will say we have sold out the past two years in a row. So mm-hmm. if anyone does want to get tickets, I would recommend getting them sooner than later. Um, and uh, you'll get a nice dinner. Um, the 658, the Project 658 venue that we have it at, is they're great. They have their own kitchen um, with a professional chef in there. And uh, they actually use a lot of their staff, a lot of the uh, kind of Charlotte um, community that they employ and kind of train up. So that's kind of another whole 
um, reason why we chose to work with them too, because it's a nice central location as well as just a really kind of they fall right into the lines of what we're you know hoping to do with with the gala. So, uh, but yeah, so people can go to the website and, and get tickets if they want. I know that a lot of people are excited to hear from Tom, and I know he's going to talk about his um, history with you know being over in the UK with Manchester City and Derby County, and as well as some of the other things he's done, and then also kind of. Yes, he has told me he will start to talk about the MLS team and kind of what's going on and how that's going to affect, you know, or, you know, represent Charlotte and stuff. So, I'm, you know, I think a lot of people are excited to hear that and, um, and you know, hear from the Special Olympics um, athletes. And so I think we had a, we had a nice a nice night um, planned. And um, there's, uh, like I said, all the, all the information is on our website or our Twitter page too, which is just CLT um, Soccer Gala at Twitter. So, um, so yeah, we are, we're announcing all the finalists on Twitter um, and kind of having an old live switching that night, uh, the night of the event on our Twitter page too. So if anyone wants to follow that, that would be great. All right, fantastic. And what time does the show get underway, for lack of a better term? Yeah, no, 7 o'clock Friday night. It's coming Friday the 10th. So the doors open at 6 o'clock. We'll start serving dinner um, right at 7, and then the awards will start right about 7.30. And so, and we're usually out of there by 9, 9.30, so, you know, it's, a fun night, but we're not trying to keep everyone there all night long. So, um, yeah, it should be. Uh, we hope you know anyone that wants to join us. It should be. A, it should be a great event to see. You know, it's just especially fun for people who aren't directly involved. Um, to, to, we've had people start to come over the years that you know don't have someone specifically nominated or a family member. It's cool because just to kind of see what's going on. You know, throughout Charlotte, sometimes you get so focused on you know just what you're doing at your team or your club or school or whatever. And it's nice to see you know, like, oh wow, there's. So a lot of good players, a lot of good teams, a lot of cool stuff going on in the community. So it's 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 fun to see. Fantastic. Well, as always, we appreciate yeah. you joining us on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to be on here. Of course, of course, and hopefully we'll do it again next year. Definitely, always. Fantastic. Thank you, guys. Of course, let's do the uh, drum roll, disclaimer, espresso shot. Man, I don't have a shot of espresso. I really wish I did, but that's okay. So make sure that you head over to our website, thecharlottepost.com, where you can find all of this fantastic content. And this is a new edition, which we launched last week, but we now have a QCFC newsletter, which comes out every Tuesday morning, so you can have it with your cup of coffee or cup of tea or glass of water, hydrate, goodness gracious, everyone should do more of that. But you will find links to podcasts, videos, stories, the whole nine yards, And you can also continue to support the work that we're doing by donating to the delightful newspaper that keeps all of this running. The Charlotte Post newspaper comes out every Thursday. Head over again to thecharlottepost.com. Check it all out. Download us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Head over to Queen City Podcast Network. And over there, you'll find a plethora of podcasts. Gosh, I've been waiting to use that for so long. But until next time, I'm your host, Ashley Mahoney, with Herb White. Thanks for listening.